Thanks, mate, for that. Are we going to come clean with the people and tell them why I'm taking the lead this week? You're taking the lead. You go, you can take the lead whenever you want. We take. <coughs> yeah, yeah. I um I drank a lot last night. Um, no, the night before actually. Uh, well, it was still yes. Actually, I could say it was yesterday because I stayed up till about four or five a.m. I don't do well with drinking anymore. Um, I tend to feel like my body's shutting down. Um, and I just said that I gave James plenty of notice and said, can you take the reins on the podcast tomorrow? Because me, woe is me, me being such a miserable little shit bag as I am, uh, I, I got no energy for anything. <laughs> so you you talk to everyone for me. Okay. I don't want, uh, same as episode two, I don't want people asking, <laughs> oh, what do you do for work? That kind of, you take the, you take the, that's all right. You take the lead, mate. Do you know, have you like ever heard this phrase? Which is nothing good happens after two a.m. We've talked about this before. I know. Yeah. I stand. He's, he's right because I used to go. Mm, that's debatable. Now it's like, mm, no, it's not. Right at the age of thirty-two. Yeah. Explain. Explain this because I quite like this. Right. Okay. For me to stay out till I was past, you know, two o'clock in the morning, you'd have to bring like O.J. Simpson, like six kilos of coke. <laughs> And about 20 Filipino hookers. Right. And then I'd be like, right, I'll probably stay out now. But otherwise, I'm, I am not staying out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you were like, oh, OG will be around in a bit. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, I might stay out and have a drink. <laughs> it's got to be good to get me, like, fighting besides... Besides like, your obsession with the, fight. Yeah, with and the, the fact that you could probably stay up till, you know, the next day anyway, because you're obsessed with... Yeah. With Monty's, Monty's energy. Yeah, yeah, which... Because uh, you're a goth. I know, mate, right? They only sell them to us a lot. You don't get them. They tell you no. They go, no, nah, not you, for you. You're not... No, you, you're more of a Red Bull lover, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I can't <laughs> wait for us to do that. Thing, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> no, you're right. I can't... Um, I just... I, like, I like I like day drinking anyway. Yeah. But it's got, it got to a point where I used to like... Well, me and you know, I love a drink. I love it. It's mm. like going out... I like the buzz of having a drink. I don't know. And then I think since this lockdown, I, I, the novelty's like completely gone. I don't don't enjoy it at all. I don't, um, if someone goes, oh, we're going out on the weekend, I'm like, oh, fucking hell. It's become like a chore now. Can I ask you, how um, how were people, how how well behaved were people? Uh, what do Gen- you mean? Generally, just people out on, on Tuesday. So second day oh, of the pubs open. Um, how well behaved were people? This is going to sound like uh, Johnny Depp versus Amber Turd. Like there was a lot of blackouts. I don't remember much. <laughs> I did. I know. I definitely didn't punch any women that night. I didn't sever a finger. Um, I punched a wall, and I woke up and my finger was severed. Yeah, um, <laughs> mate. I, I like it's it's again. It's it's quite gimmicky. So yeah. you get like an hour max at a table. You have to order off an app called City App or something. Okay. And then that's it. You Someone comes over and they, they, everyone's really lovely. To be fair, I expected mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, uh, front of house staff to be, and, and just people working behind bars being really, really miserable, rightly so, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you've had all this time to yourself and you've got to serve people who are clucking to have a, a pint. Yeah. Um, it's going to feel like a rugby day. Everyone was really lovely, but I don't think, nobody should be rushing to go out. It's not, people think they're going to, Get in a pub and sit down and have a chat with their mates and have a laugh. It's not. It's not like that. It's very regimented. It's like you go in, you go in, sit down. Someone comes over and goes, "Okay, you've got half an hour. You've got fifteen minutes left. Okay, that's it." And then you've got to go to wherever's else has got an outside beer garden. Just for those watching at home, that's in Wales. I don't know what it's like in England, but in yeah. Wales, that's what it's like. I, I get it though. We've had zero 
deaths in the last week or so, haven't we? I think we also had, I think in, it was Gwent anyway, had zero new cases. Yeah. Uh, on Monday, that was. And England had 148 because that was their first weekend in the pubs open. Less, and that's not even who's been tested, do you know what I mean? It's like 148. Leicester's locked down. Yep. Uh, apparently, there's a couple of other places in the UK that are locked down. Melbourne has, is on, has been locked down and now gone into stage four. <laughs> they've gone back up. i got a friend who lives out there. Yeah. And she was saying, yeah, they've gone, um, they've gone back up. Wow. Stage four now. It is. Uh, it's getting, I was listening to Joe Rogan today, and he was talking mm. about. I think at this point, it's not. That I, like I'm, I've had, I had coronavirus. Um, it, it fucking sucked. It, it was strange. Um, but I think at this point, it's about empathy now. And it's like don't, don't, you don't have to be scared of it yourself, but just try and be careful around people. And I've certainly neglected that a bit. But um, it's. Um, I th- I, I, I criticised Mark Dr- Mark Drakeford mm. at first because yeah. um, I thought he was it was a bit like sort of overkill. Yeah, it's like weird draconian sort of laws he was going with. It seemed very archaic. Yeah, and now I'm like the stats speak for themselves. I went into the pub to see what it was about. It was it's, shit. Yeah. yeah, I felt good that I was putting my money back into the economy and the nice, people were yeah. working. I felt bad the next day knowing I'd spent money on. Standing outside a bar, and I I don't really remember much to be fair, but um, <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> I just hate it. I hate drinking, mate. And I and it's like it's weird now. It's got to be on my terms as well. If someone goes come for a pint, I get annoyed. I'm like, fucking ask me for a pint. What are, what are you asking me for a pint? And it's like I like to go. Oh, I'm going out for a drink. I'm gonna have it. It's on my terms. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I just can't. I can't stand alcohol. I've gone. You've noticed the last few months I've gone six weeks without drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very ambivalent. Um, I nearly said socialite then, but that's co- the complete opposite of what I am. I do like going out and just people watching until yes. someone talks to me, and then I'm like, I want to die. Um, I don't say that when they talk to me, it'd be very worrying. Um, I just, yeah, mate, I, I'm, I'm rambling now. I don't even know what I'm saying. No, I think, um, um, I think you're, uh, I, I think it's one of those things where people have missed it for so long. And now that they are back, it's some semblance of normality, but it's not. Mm. I, 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 you know, I, I follow the Liam Gallagher thing with life. You know, I don't want to go to the pub for one. I want to go for a hundred. Yeah, I mean, like, like, right though, isn't like, it? I don't want to go. I'll drink Diet Coke. If people, if you know, if people say let's go for one, mm. I don't want to see if a pint is. Do you drink for the taste or the buzz? Because I think I'm the only person who drinks because I like the way it makes me feel, as opposed to oh, oh, I taste so good. It depends what, like, it, so if we went out now, after, you know, if we went out. We're not going out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, if we, if we went out after this now, um, I'd probably drink, like, Jim Beam and, and Coke Zero or something. That, to be, yeah, okay, I've tripped myself out. I do like, I, I, I like a Jameson's with a ginger beer. Yeah, yeah, you do. Or I like an old-fashioned, I drink it because I like the taste. Absolutely. But then I'll have one or two then. So yes. when you're saying, yeah, I, I can't have one pint. So I'm going to yeah. have a pint of barley and wheat and gas. It, nice. it, it doesn't make... I don't... I don't Look, you know, we're in the wrong. Binge drinking, <laughs> we, we're in yeah. the wrong. Everyone else is in the right. All but the Anglophiles just, are going, <laughs> you scummy little cunt. You're <laughs> supposed to be drinking. That's what we do. It's in the genetics. <laughs> And the thing is, they, you know, they go, they, some people, well, a lot of people, majority of people can go for one. It's just, I don't see the point in it. I just don't, I don't know. I think that might have been Mm. because of uni and stuff. There's residuals of binge drinking from uni. 
Yeah. But, I don't, you know, but I don't go binge drinking every week. That's mental. It's just like people all say, um, oh, because it's the social aspect of seeing your friends. But then, have you seen how quick people drink pints nowadays? Even the slowest pint drinker does it in about 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like, that's a long time for me, by the yeah, way, because yeah. I, I just, I'm like this. And then I look at everyone else's pints and I go, right, okay. <laughs> You're like that as well. I'm you'll turn worse. up, um, if we're all turned up ahead of a place, you'll go, how much have you all had to drink? And it's like he's, the cogs are turning right. I need to catch up, but yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a bugger for it. I am. Just look around at the measurements on people's pints and then I'll start necking mine. I don't like it. I just don't like the way it tastes. No, I like the way it tastes, but it's not like... I don't, I'm not, oh, God, oh, can't wait for that. It. Yeah. Um, I don't. The only thing I've found as I've got older, I, I can't do cans anymore. No. I can't drink, no. I, I, I know I'm a snob for saying that, but I, bottles, I'm fine, yeah. but, but cans, I don't know. It's at the end, do you know, like that one third at the bottom? Of the can. And it it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, like where your palm's been wrapped around it. It's horrible. It's like, it's like soup. It's like, yeah. like oh, mate, right, just thinking about it now. And it goes like a flat froth. It's like estuary water. I'll tell you, all right, this is quite good. This is horrible, right? So my mates went to 2,000 Trees a couple of years ago, and it was for somebody's stag do, and one of them lost, like, a like a bet. Mm-hmm. So um, so what the poor lad had to do, uh, this is Andrew J. Hi, Andrew. He went, bless his heart, he lost the bet, he lost the game, whatever they were doing, and they got him a pint of... <laughs> They got him a can of Caffrey's that had been oh, in 73 man. degree heat. I thought it's absolutely for, fucking for rotten. 48 hours and they made him drink a, like a fucking can fucking of amazing. hot Caffrey's. Oh, man. <laughs> is, he okay? is he still alive? He is, he is, but he, he, was, he did not look well. Oh, <laughs> the worst can of beer I've ever had was um, when I used to um, work for my stepdad and he had this one guy who loved to drink. And he'd, he'd get, like, cans just as we were coming into town. And he'd crack one and, and then he'd chew off. Oh, um, special brew. Oh, my God. I remember on my 18th, before he went out, he went, oh, you are. Your first legal can, special brew. I was like, 9%. Oh, it's a can of wine. Um, I drank him. went, oh, it's really fruity. And then literally after, after half an hour, I feel like, oh, my God. I was like, what is this? I felt rotten. Special brew, and I've tried special vat. <laughs> I've tried did. special vat. No, what is? It's what? just these cans that they you that they sell in like corner shops yeah. and spas, and they're just rotten. They're like they're brewed with everything, like everything in them: gasoline, anthrax. What's that stuff? That what's that date rape stuff? G G B G H B G H B. They got yeah. that in there. <laughs> I'm sure they have. Ugh. They're just, it's just, I'm just thinking about it now. I hate <laughs> drinking. Give me a nice, no, actually, no. I'm, I'm on a big sort of campaign here against not wanting to drink anymore. I like a drink now if it's an occasion. Yes. A christening. Oh, so a many wedding. christenings going on. <laughs> um, weddings, or if someone's like, let's go on holiday. Yeah. I'm going to take Cole on holiday soon. Oh, nice. For work. It's for work, work purposes. But then. And it's an excuse then because I can work and drink out there. Uh, where are you thinking of going? I don't know. I've just, I've just oh, come up just, with that. I'm just trying to impress everyone on the podcast. That's good. Um, Haven Holiday Caravan Park. That would be... <laughs> well, if, if you're in... Yeah. Minehead Butlins. Get me down there. I shouldn't take the piss because they're going to have me on stage one day in a red coat doing fucking impressions <laughs> for them because my career's gone downhill. If you... um. If you like Chesney Hawks, he always goes there. Like he always does performances there, you know? Chesney Hawks? Yeah. 
You know, that no, one. I'm going to have to Google that reference. No, Otherwise, you've just said oh, shit. What's that song? Chesney Hawks. Yeah. He's the guy who sent the one and only. Yeah. yeah. Him. He's an English pop singer, songwriter, an occasional actor. For some reason, I'm reading. The one and only. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, he played. But I think that his sets are kind of like the way that Europe, the band, have to. So if you go watch Europe, the band. They open with the final countdown mm-hmm. and they finish on the final countdown. That's just weird. And I, I think it's the same thing for uh, old Chesney. I think Chesney does that song and then he's like, here's a bunch of songs you've never heard of and don't give a fuck about. And then he has to do the one and only I again. I wonder if he's, what his net worth is. Mate, I, I don't know. I like Googling stuff like this, people's net worth. Chesney Hawks net worth. Um, 2020. What? 10 million. <laughs> Fucking get me to Butlin's. <laughs> oh my God. Right, everyone. We're packing up this podcast. Uh, episode four was our last. <laughs> episode five, live Best, from Butlin's. Oh baby. my God. T- $10 million, 8.2 million pounds. He, he wasn't particularly sensible with his money when he first shot fame. <laughs> I can relate <laughs> so much. That always does worry me when you see young people who who come into money quickly and then they just start balling. Yeah. And they don't realise the upkeep of everything they're buying. That's supposedly what Johnny Depp's uh, been doing, just spunking all his money up the wall. But then, um, this made me laugh the other day. Did you see that um, that publicist or agent of Robert De Niro who completely threw him under a bus and went, Robert De Niro would be lucky to earn 7.5 million this year. And it's like come across that he said that. And Robert De Niro is a pretty liberal man. I think he'd be kind of happy with and he's, he's a Bernie Sanders fan as yeah, well yeah yeah no big time yeah. um, and, and his agent was like it's been a travesty the film industry this year Robert De Niro will be lucky to earn 7.5 million it's like oh oh no oh god oh, he's no. only got 498 million left it's <laughs> made him look so bad because he probably wouldn't have said that it's you know what do you well I think with that whole situation as well what's going on with, with Depp and Amber Heard because people have asked my opinion. Amateurd. Yeah, people have asked my opinion on it. And um, I this is what I believe. And I could be totally wrong. And I could be chatting shit, mm-hmm. you know, as, we, as we all know. Um, I think it's two very, very unwell individuals. She's not well. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think either of them are very well. Yeah. And I think that they've just gone into a relationship where there's a 20-year age gif- difference. So your outlook on life and your goals is completely different when there's 20, 25 years apart. And I think that they just have poured alcohol and drugs onto this toxic relationship and it's just gone you know like gasoline on a fire do you know what I mean I just think it's just exploded do you not think to some degree based on the evidence I've read that she's mm. totally taken advantage of the fact that he's a bit down in a black hole because mm. I saw this photo um that was like it, it was photos of his belongings it was like a pint of whiskey yeah and three lines of cocaine and it was like all perfectly spread out and she'd taken a picture of it it's like I don't I don't get what she was trying to prove there because mm. they also asked him the question they went oh so based on this photo you do you do drinks you do drink and drugs and he went yes and then they went so you could potentially be violent no you you do a lot of drink and drugs yes <laughs> it's like <laughs> people do drink and drugs and aren't always violent it doesn't work like that but I um I I mean I've been following it a lot and um, I don't know I just find I feel like he's He's very unwell and yeah, 
she's taken advantage of him personally. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah. I do find that. I f- it comes across that way. Um, th- there's a lot of gaslighting going on by the looks, but it doesn't happen to men. It doesn't happen to men. I, do you know what? Right, I would. I would. Sometimes I hate fence sitting, but I, I've, I'm like you. I've, I haven't read into it as much as you have, but I followed a little bit, and it does seem very tit for tat from what I'm seeing. Like yeah. he does, he does something to her. She does something back, and then it just seems to be, yeah, th- this game of tennis. That that, that you know, like I, what I'm saying is, I don't think it's like a lot of domestic violence situations where the where the man is literally, you know, completely mm-hmm. where the abuse isn't two ways. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, to me, from what it seems like from an outsider who has no experience with domestic violence, it seems to be a mutually domestic violence. Uh-huh. Situation going on, yeah. not one sided. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, yeah. again, I could be, I could be completely wrong. I have no idea. But I think the what she was trying to do is say that he um, was a monster, essentially. Mm. Which, when you're in the Hollywood Eye, that's making a comment like that with context completely defines him now as a person like that. He's a monster. I don't actually know what he said about her, to be fair. But again, like you said, it could be tit for tat. But like. Someone tried to cancel me on Twitter the other day. Good luck. Because um, Amber Turd was yeah, trending I on lo- Twitter. I, lo- I think that's funny. And Amber Turd was basically, I, I think the argument was he was going to go out or something. And because she couldn't get her own way, um, she defiscated def- def- <laughs> in his bed. Defiscated, that's a new one. She skateboarded and shat in his bed. Um, yeah, she like shit in his bed. So he called her Amber Turd and they were like texts and they were going... It's it's funny, like it is funny. It's Amber Turd. So I mean, to some degree, that could have been they could have been laughing about it at the time. He was like, "Oh, I'm Amber Turd," and she was like, "It was funny at the time, but now because they hate each other, it's 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 emotional abuse." Anyway, uh, and I did an impression of as Jack Sparrow on Twitter, um, where I was just oh, like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah I just like, that. Your Honor, Amber Turd, Amber Turd to the witness bench." And ever and not everyone very well received. Yeah. Uh, the fact I was doing an impression. Um, one of the comments was. Um, now I'd caption this video mm-hmm. as uh, I'm just gonna excuse me. I'm just trying to pull it up. So I put it up on Twitter as <coughs> Johnny Depp right now. Right. I was doing a Jack Sparrow impression, but I didn't mention I was doing a Jack Sparrow impression, and uh, someone went. All the comments are lovely. So good for reading nice comments. Um, I do, oh, I think, oh, okay, they've, all right, they've deleted their oh, tweets wow. now. Oh. They must have, oh, no, they haven't. Oh, good. You sound nothing like Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay. Not even close. Mm. I guess that's why he's Captain Jack Sparrow and you are not. Cool. And I went, interesting. Never once did I mention that it was Captain Jack Sparrow, therefore you've inadvertently comment- uh, complimented me. And they were just like, everyone's laughing at that. And someone went, bless her little cotton socks. Um, oh, God, I can't even fucking find the comment now. Oh, no, she's deleted a comment. Uh, basically said, imagine doing a half-assed Jack Sparrow impression to make fun of a domestic... Oh, I saw... No bullshit, I did see that comment when I looked at the video. Yeah, yeah I remember uh, seeing it and going, oh, oh. A, t- a domestic abuse... That comment looks like it's gone now, because I can't see it on my... Mm-hmm. Twitter. Let me just check. Um, no, it is there. Imagine making a joke about a case of domestic violence because you sound a wee bit like Jack Sparrow. And I was like, pretty sure Amber Turd was the target of the joke here. Yeah. Um, radio silence. 
radio silence. So, so I, I think th- they tried. Give it a go. Give and it a failed. Did you did you hear about um, the Winter Soldier? The last eighteen hours ago, they tried to. Yeah, you were on about this earlier on, but I I was asleep. <coughs> it's all right, mate. Um, that's nice to know that I can. Who's who's the actor from Game of Thrones that does the? He does the voice act. Wait, tell Jerome. What's his name? Game of Thrones. Um, Tyrion's mate in Game of Thrones. I can't remember the actor's name. Um, Jerome Flynn. Yeah. Have you have, you, have you seen the adverts on like social media? It's no. like it's brilliant because he because so he, he, he in Game of Thrones he's very like I kill people that don't like you and you bastard yeah, and all this yeah. and now and when he actually talks he's he very, he's very eloquent and and he has this app yeah where he tells bedtime stories. stories so I've got on on the Calm app he's like put your feet up <laughs> and I'm going to tell you a little bedtime story <laughs> yeah so I feel like I could be doing that with you because when I talk now you're falling asleep which is yeah, just great so yeah. I could get into this industry I mean g- give me a break I had a rough rough night so um, go on then tell um, me the story about the winter soldier so Sebastian Stan his partner wore a kimono two years ago to uh-huh. a party and put it on Insta and put the picture up on Instagram people have found it it's two years old the photograph and they've started a campaign to try and cancel him out of the marvel universe but the the problem we have is when that picture was taken and put on social media he wasn't dating her right but they're saying because she is obviously a racist and he is dating her he should be fired from his job Mm -hmm. i don't get that at all but you know Kids, uh, it was trending. It was hashtag Sebastian Stan's party is over. More recreational outrage for Twitter. <laughs> I, I don't, I honestly don't get it. When you wake up one morning, if there's substantial like evidence or something against someone, we're just like, well, you're fucking fresh for the taking here. Yeah. But it's, I just don't get it. I would wake up in the morning and go, what is she wearing? <laughs> I'm going after her husband. <laughs> it's, it, I think it's you know it's the the new normal. Is what they, is what no, the pendulum was swinging the other way oh, yeah. at one point. People, it was. Uh, but it's it's oh, I don't know. It it angers me. I'm offended at people being offended. Essentially, quickly going back to my um, my story time app. Do you know when I was like 15, I had a really good business idea which no one's done, and I still think that they should do. Okay, make some notes. Come All right, here we go. You we'll, guys can we'll steal we'll this. Investing in that. Right. Okay. So parents who are concerned about the music that their children are listening to, right? What if you had somebody explain the lyrics in parent language? Uh, example. So, this, so the CD would come in like a double, like in a, you know, in like a double, yeah. right? And so the the kids have the actual album and then you could have like someone like translating what the words mean because the parents are not down with the kids so they don't know the lingo, see? When someone's like, when someone's like, you know, um, if a lady sings something like, you know, he's hitting me up on Instagram, um, I could have the translation of that of going, he is trying to contact me via a social media platform. What would the def- Dragon's Den, give me the money. What would the definition of being pop that pussy like that then? Um, <laughs> um, I find your vagina interesting and I feel I would like to know it better. <laughs> Pop that pussy like that. I find your interesting, your vagina interesting, and I'd like to get you to. I'd like to get to know you better. 
chauvinistic pig. I um, <laughs> obviously this came from the mind of a fifteen-year-old who thought, you know, <laughs> and it was. I think I was joking. Lick my neck, lick my back, lick my pussy and my crack. Go. <laughs> Please use your tongue to stimulate my neck, my back, my vagina, <laughs> and my anus. <laughs> My back and all my other orifices. You know, I think I think that we got a market here. So if Peter Jones is watching or whatever, we can maybe you know sell this. I'll let you pitch that one, mate, because maybe. I think you could also deliver that uh, in your own voice, and it'd be funny as well. Do you know my other idea was when I was a kid? I, I love this idea. This uh-huh. is brilliant, right? So I realised one day I was, but I'm not gonna lie, I was an adult, and I, I think I'd done a lot of drugs and a lot of drink. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. It's not big. and It's not clever. <laughs> Um, and I got really, really messed up, and I suddenly came to the conclusion that no one had ever um, made a first-person pirate game. This is so weird. This is why I feel like I live in a, like a simulation theory sometimes, is because... Um, simulation theory? God, I can't speak properly today. Um, I was literally having a conversation with my mate the other day about like I, I have anything to do with period dramas or pirates. I, I love it. I wish I, I, th- I feel like I was a pirate in my previous life. I don't know if that was 17, say 1750 around yeah. South America, I was operating. Um, and um, I was on a conversation with my mate the other day saying, wouldn't it be class if there was a first person open world pirate game? Yeah. But they'll never do it because piracy is frowned upon, obviously. How sick would that be? We are, you, we- like, you all create your own pirate characters. You could have all kinds of pirate characters not modern Pir- day piracy though yeah we are talking no we're about not it. we're not we're not taking <laughs> over fucking we're not taking not coming over <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not fucking climbing onto people's ships and going i am the captain now eh? i am the captain now eh? they got the water cannons to like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh they're fucking overpowered them guns huh <laughs> Maybe. Everyone's fucking sailing around on a first-person multiplayer game, firing AKs at fucking. Sometimes <laughs> to get on the big cargo ships, you've got to be a certain level, yeah. so you can only take out dinghies. <laughs> you can go, oh look, there's a father and a son on a fishing trip. Let's go and fucking take the son, uh, the worst hostage, part, and kill the father. Uh, the worst part of the game because it's all in real time <laughs> is you're a hostage kept in a hut for three months, Some and you have to play it day people, by day. People <laughs> play that though. People actually get on board and role play the fuck out of that. Go, please, <laughs> sips water. The man is dehydrated. <laughs> I am the captain now. It's just me people doing that. I am the oh, captain now. I am so sorry. I just, yeah. So anyway, what my plan? What a game. Pirate Simulator by Jim O.P. Walker. It's <laughs> <laughs> just people Mate, fucking in 2020. They'd be like, there are major racial problems with this game. Yeah, imagine like, like you could dress your characters up in such cool clothes. You could have like the old Man United Sharp t-shirts on. Yeah. You could have people with fucking Speedos on. Everything. Fucking Jesus anything. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. No, just, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. You've offended the pirates. You've offended the pirates. No, oh, I know. I don't want to. I don't. I, yeah. Yeah, please don't come and get me. Assault, I, I've got money for a ransom. It's gone on a verbal assault against piracy, mate. I know. We're probably going to get cancelled for that now. People's so my idea right. was, right, to go in there to like a board meeting at like EA or whatever, whip out my marker pen and just write on the whiteboard, pirate game? Question mark. And go, any questions? That was the plan. Yeah, but what? They completely derail that. And they go, no, no, no piracy. <laughs> That's going to affect our market. We sell our games for money. No, a pirate game. Do you think pirate. that? 
Do you think that they would? Do you think that they were worried that I was trying to set up some entrepreneurial? This, the, the, go on, sorry, mate. Sorry, that was going to say. Were they worried? What, do you think they'd be worried that I was? What I really meant was I was going to set up an enterprise to burn illegal DVDs. Yeah, piracy, mate, hundred <laughs> percent. I um, there is a game actually called Sea of Thieves, which is That's like right. an open world pirate game, which I, I, I can't get on board with that because I like I like realism in a game, and it's just very cartoony, beautiful graphics, but like. Skull and Bones as well, Skull right? and Bones, apparently they've sacked their entire development team, though. And that was supposed to be out, like, a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe someone went, pirate game? <laughs> 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 they went, get him out. Do you know what? Someone, right? I've been drinking in a boozer in London, and someone's gone, fucking hell, he's onto something there. <laughs> pirate game. Like, <laughs> and now they're going to do, like, a YouTube. They're going to be on, like, the Comic-Con panel and be like, how did this come to you? Like, well, to be honest, it was organic. <laughs> I just thought, pirate game. Next week, we're releasing the <laughs> DLC called I Am Decaptain now, <laughs> and it's modern piracy. Literally downloadable content. You can jump in a speedboat and fucking full send it to a cargo ship Jesus. and get blown away by fucking either uh, either a private military company or someone with water cannons. <laughs> and you've got to like all, but you're all shouting each other down the mic and like telling each other how to climb up the ship. <laughs> port side, take the port side. Uh, that is one of my favorite episodes of South Park. Is when Cartman takes them all to Somalia. Because he's like, ah, we're going to go and find the booty. Yeah, and there's yeah. going to be waterfalls. Yeah. And they're like, they're in Somali pirates. And and Clyde just breaks down. He goes, Because <laughs> <laughs> he fingers it out. South Park. We've got, um, you told me to get some questions in, by the way, which I have. Mm. We've also, you know, they have, they have, we had a, a question that was sent him. I'm going to call her the doc, okay. right? Because she is actually a doctor. That's awesome. Judging by her name. And she's given me permission to... Somewhat be a well, no, be a primary part of the podcast now. So she was the uh, originator of the question about um, if you were to take a pack of biscuits on a first date. Oh yeah, what biscuit would you take and why? Yes. Her response, because me and you had almost like a heated debate we on did, that. We did. She said, "My in regards to my choice, solid grounded biscuit choice." Classic with a touch of flair, but not flamboyant. Mm. Can't trust a man that would bring a flamboyant biscuit on a date. Thanks, great show. And I said, can you elaborate that on, uh, a little further? Because I said to James, thought it was like I'm some kind of pagan, but not, you know, not like in a chocolate mm. hobnob. Mm. She went, where is the humility in that biscuit choice? A good friend would surely revisit his biscuit choice. He needs some guidance. <laughs> right. I've gone on to her profile. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure she works in... I'm, no, actually, I'm not going to quote it. I, I, I'm, but I'm not going to quote it directly. Ignore that. She's a doctor. I said, what's your analysis on someone who chooses rich tea? She says, well, firstly, it is worth noting that with any biscuit choice, the delivery or reveal would be very important and needs to be done with confidence. I would argue that the rich tea selection may require a specific degree of confidence. There is nothing wrong, wrong with rich tea and would often be a staple in my own cupboard. But on a first date, to make a good impression, I would have to question if they truly wanted to be on the date, maybe not quite into or ready to date. This person probably wouldn't have put their favourite date socks on for the occasion. But I'm open to hear alt... alt, so, alt. Sorry, can I just stop you there? Alt Is this the lady, the doctor for the biscuit committee? Uh, yeah, she's well, she's obviously had a lot of patients who've come in and she's there's all kinds of biscuits flying around that, that room, you know? Um... So I said, Let, let's, let's get you asking more questions. So I was like, yeah, yeah. So she said, I quite like this one. Okay. She, very, she very much impressed me. 
Um, she's acting like a bulb and biscuit right now. Right. Uh, my friend Dave once told me that although he didn't want to sleep with his therapist, he would be up for a confusing bath, which is a loving, nurturing, non-sexual, but pseudo-erotic ex- exchange. Another example he gave was Meryl Streep. <laughs> Who would you want to have a complicated bath with? <laughs> Why? <laughs> complicated bath. I feel not, di- I feel dirty. You're not right? having a se- you're not having the sex. There's no sex. Yeah. Nobody's having a sex here, but you get in a bath and you, you provide some level of affection and nurturing towards each other. Um this isn't this is just a friend that said this. So don't right, yeah. yeah, no, I don't. Um, Sorry, Doc. I'm not gonna shut down you jump down your throat. So, uh, yeah. So my yeah, what well, who would you have a complicated bath with and why? That's a nurturing, non sexual but pseudo erotic exchange. It's like an oxymoron. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. How can it be non-sexual but erotic? Pseudo-erotic exchange. It's just like a fake. So you're like dry humping in front of them, I guess. Angela Lansbury. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I've got to get in there before she goes. (laughs) She's nearly 100. Oh, fucking hell. Sorry, Bethan. Um... (sighs) I don't know. Imagine, imagine you're right. Telling everyone down the pub, you just, you know, you gave Mrs. Potts one. Yeah. I know. Dame Judy Dench. Oh, fire. Hang on. Is Dame Judy Dench the one who plays M in yes. W7? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Helen Mirren was a fox back in the day. You've seen him pick, like her on Parkinson in the 70s? No. Goodness gracious me. No. Yeah. I'd have a non erotic, sorry, a pseudo. A non-sexual but pseudo-erotic exchange with them. A, a complicated bath. I'm really hoping your next question from someone is like, what's your favourite colour? Because that's really mind-fucked me and melted my brain. I slightly. love it. She's, she's got a s- <laughs> the cogs turning here. Oh, God, that was... Um, so, it is the, the questions that I've come across. Excuse me. It's a, it's a bit all over the place today, this is. And, um, here's all the questions. Sorry, I'm a bit all over the place because I'm, I'm just fucked. But I hope people are listening. Um, how did you and James meet? Through Ramesh or through Lee? I thought you were going to spit then and go, what the fuck are these questions? It's going to turn out that's quite a nice, a nice question. You're like, God, fuck No, it. no, no. no. I don't uh, care. Through, through, uh, through, uh, through Lee or Ramesh, wasn't it? What are they two? Oh, I can't remember. I know we were drinking. Yeah. Um, we, we met and we've never looked back. Um, will you do Doctor Who impressions? No. I won't. Um, that, I don't know how that question found itself in, in there, but no, I won't. At some point, maybe. No, I won't. I don't, I don't enjoy it. Which is better, ham, egg and chips or sausage and mash? Apples and oranges, isn't it? Sausage and mash. Yeah, sausage and mash, yeah. Um, oh, there's a lot of fucking just questions about... Um... First question, why are you so funny? And are you and James gay or straight? Okay. Well, I don't know how many times I've mentioned my wife, but I mean... Well, that's funny you should say that, because there's a question <laughs> going, has James got a wife? No. Uh, I, my I, sexuality is... I find it weird when people ask that question, but I'm I'm a heterosexual man. Yes. I'm straight. Um, although my appearance would say different, but... You're, you're a... You're a, what's it, what, metrosexual. 
aren't you? Yeah, what's that when you're like, like uh, when you're like, like you're, you're straight, but you're like dressed a bit like, like Mick Jagger, isn't it? Like you love you love shagging the women, right? <laughs> the women. Um, James is uh, James. You don't even have to no, answer I, your sexuality, no, 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 mate. I, but I no, it's fine. Don't worry about I, it. I wanted to also say that. Um, I, I'm gonna I've got it. James is gay. Um, his wife is actually a man. It's, it's just a, she's some a sexy, she's complicated bath names that they give each other. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, say this because this is just hilarious. Because it's like, it's like one of those people that go, "I'm not racist," but um, my best friend and his partner have been together for ten years. So I've got quite, I've got a few gay mates, I suppose. My mm. best friend's gay. Mm-hmm. I enjoy spending time in the gay community, but I identify as a heterosexual male. There we are. Yeah. So mind your fucking business next time, yeah. you cunt. Yeah. Um, are you for or against taking hallucinogenics once? I can't because of my mental health. I, I spoke to a psychiatrist about it and they said, <laughs> it's not a good idea. They were, <laughs> like, they were like, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> James, how are you? <laughs> I want to try acid. <laughs> I want to try acid. James, you can't. <laughs> But here's some Xanax. You can try that. Oh, okay, thanks. I've tried hallucinogenics once. Yeah. I will. I do it again. No, I just don't fuck with stuff mm. like that. I don't do drugs at all yeah. anymore. Um, so I'm 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 not domestically abusive. Yeah. Uh, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but um, I did it. I just think fucking with hallucinogenics. That's when you like people are like it's all about the right mind frame. Mm-hmm. Like. Try and explain that to a neurologist who's still studying the brain for the last, say, 20, 25 years of yeah. their career. Like, neurology isn't as simple as going, if I'm in a good state of mind, I'll take this drug and then, it, you know, it, it could be a good trip uh, or I'll have a bad one and then I'll be fine mm. next day. When you fuck with hallucinogenics, you, you, you're sort of opening up a part of your brain, I think, that's so easily to rewire. Um, Great for some people as well, mine. Some mm-hmm. people have like spiritual awakenings and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's improved Great. a lot of people. Um, but I don't fuck with it because of that reason, because you could go in one way or the other. Yeah. Um, I first, I, I think I, my one of my first ever panic attacks was from ta- was from taking uh, hallucinogenics. Really? And I've never stopped having anxiety since. Um, I, not as bad as it was, um, but it, yeah, I just don't. It, it, it's it's strange ground, but respect to those. No, no. <laughs> I I was quite surprised. So I, I know very little about about them. But I I gone on a thing where I was watching. Um, did you ever watch that Chelsea Handler show she did no. for Netflix? And she spent an episode just trying all different drugs. Mm-hmm. So she like she like tried them all. On the last one she did, she took ayahuasca, uh-huh. and that sort of sent me on this like down a mini rabbit hole. I was like, oh, I wonder what that was like. Anyway, and I had an appointment coming up with my psychiatrist, and he said to me, he was like, look, straight up, uh, I can't tell you what to do with your life, it's up to you, but with somebody with your kind of condition, it could, it couldn't, it, it can turn you, and there is no coming back. Yeah, you'll, be, I mean, yeah. you'll be completely altered forever, um, and, and then the nail in the coffin was, last Christmas, I was walking down Womanby Street, and I saw a friend of mine with uh, a couple and they were they were all on i can't remember what hallucinogenic they were on but it just salvia was it they were gone like they like you know you know with coke it's like you just smash in a couple of red it feels like you've smashed in a few red bulls and in 20 Mm. minutes half an hour it's over with that they were just in a gig same gig i was in and they were just gone they were they were on a different planet and i i just that doesn't seem like something i would enjoy 
Yeah, it's just no. personal preference. Oh, people do it sometimes. You know, there's a community for it, and they yeah. do it, and it can be really cool, and that's yeah. awesome. Um, and I'd never, I wouldn't go fucking scumbags. I think for me, it's just when people really try and put it down your throat and go, yeah, Yo, you know, we all just kind of get together and sing Kumbaya, and um, <laughs> you know, really, really just let our kindred spirits intertwine. Yeah. You know, we have entanglements, as Jada Smith I, would say. I, I have a bit of a, uh, I have a bit of a rule in life that I don't think I've ever told you, which is I don't trust white people with dreadlocks. Makes <laughs> <laughs> <Like> that, James. <laughs> Don't be, you know, come on now, behave. Behave. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, listen, if you've got, you know, if you're a white person with, with dreadlocks and you've got harem pants on and you're telling me to take this tablet, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do it. No, I'm not. I'm not going to no. do it anyway because I just, no. I don't fuck it. No. I don't, I don't like the way it makes my brain feel. So yeah. I, have, I have booze. I'll tell you what, though, the, mm. the worst anything's ever made me feel, though, is, is booze. Booze makes me feel worse than Isn't anything. it weird that it's legal? Yeah. No, well, it's, it's just... It's a fucking whole industry, isn't it? We've bottled it and sell it, and we sell it daily, and, yeah. and there's always a time to drink it, you know? Like, like anything's good in moderation. Like, I I, I, I smoke a little bit of the... Uh, the I burned herb sometimes. The devil's uh, lettuce. And the cannabis. Yeah, I, I smoke that now and then, because I find uh, I'm mostly creative, and it relaxes me. Mm. I don't think I need... Tomorrow I need to have one. Tomorrow I need to have one. Tomorrow. I've had crippling headaches, smoke some marijuana. And uh, I feel great, but uh, I think it's all different for everyone, really. But again, like weed, weed is what is it? Is it both stimulant and hallucinogenic? It's different strains, isn't it? Yeah. Someone educate me. Now, now that they're into, you know, now they're into like I can explain it. They're now into cross pollinating and all that kind of stuff. Ooh. Some of, some of the people now that are making it, you know, have turned it into an art. Like okay. you know, it's like it's you know this this will get you high for X amount of time and all this kind of stuff. It's 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 almost becoming in places like California and Colorado like wine. You know, there's yeah. this and there's this, and then you get a taste for it and all that kind of stuff. Look, I've got lots of my friends enjoy it, and I really do. You know something? I'm going to be honest. I really wish I I could use it. Yeah. But every time I've used it, and no disrespect to anybody. Every time I've used it... I don't think they care, mate. They'd just be high as fuck. Like, what I mean is... <laughs> every time I've taken it, the person's gone, yeah, no, man, if you try my stuff, you'll be fine. Oh, and I've, tr- I've trusted them. Yeah. I've trusted them. And then an hour later, I'm going, no, 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 no. no. I, just, I've just, I've just, I haven't done it for like 15 years. You're that just, wherever you go, mate. It's totally down... It, it depends what high you want. If you want a head high, a body high. I pre- personally just like a body high. Yeah. I like to feel mellow. I don't like... Because I think a lot of bad trips are the loss of sense of control as well. It's like, fuck. Um, but I, I like just a body high, I do. Where I'm just like, melt into the sofa and then go, right, I'm going to write some, something. Yeah. Some of my Gordon Ramsay videos that I've written have been off the basis. I've, I was high like a few days ago and then... yeah. I do look, mate, some of the greatest music and literature has been written on it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo-poo it. It's just not for me. Yeah. I, mean, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Those are some really edgy people. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. How many more questions do we have to go through? Oh, I know. It's Oops. getting to that point. Um let's have a look. So so someone said, Are you married? No. Engaged, but thank you. You're engaged. Um uh, apart from that, it's it's just random thing like what's my favourite Welsh word? It's raw. Ramsey versus Trump who would win the fight Van Ramsey versus Trump illogical really surely yeah. it'd be Ramsey yeah 100% yeah. Um, I was listening to something today on yeah, Joe Rogan's podcast because yeah. if you didn't know we like Joe Rogan here yeah. um, the, uh, Mary Trump was it was saying that um, the reason um, 
Donald Trump is so emotionless mm-hmm. and lacks empathy is because that's how his, his sort of father brought him up. Oh, like yeah. Like, he's, he's actually craving attention. Like he actually wants attention. Like he wants people to love yeah. him. It's actually quite a sad story. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've got no time for that person. If he's, I, he's, I'm not the same person anymore. If I could um, encourage anybody, uh, one, I'm, I'm answering your point. Uh, there's a great documentary which was made in the 70s, I think. It's called Grey Gardens, and mm-hmm. it's about Jackie Kennedy's second cousin and her mum, <laughs> and they live in this dilapidated house that essentially has become unlivable, mm-hmm. and they're going to like pull it down, basically. And the way they are together, they're from a high-powered family, like Trump, uh, lots of money, and it's a weird dynamic between the mother and the daughter. There really? seems to be that emotionless... Because you were always taken care of by nannies and stuff like that. Mm. I, think, I, I think that it definitely... I don't think you have that conventional relationship with a parent. Yeah. You know, so, so her point, uh, Mary Trump's point about him being um, emotionless, I don't doubt that. Yeah. Seriously, I, I, I'm not trying to defend... She's her. very eloquent, she is. You know, I don't doubt... She I don't was, doubt I guess. I don't know, is she alive? Um, what, his mum? No, Mary... Is Mary Trump his mum? No, I don't know who she is even. Uh, she an aunt, maybe? Let me have a little, let me have a little Google. Pull like that up for me, young Cole. <laughs> Mary Trump. Mary Ann McAleod Trump was a Scottish-American homemaker. You, dear. And philanthropist known for being the mother of Donald Trump. Oh, it, Ooh, it was a run by fritting. Um, yeah, um, she died in August 2000. And so this I'm, must have been an old, an old quote, yeah, that's now resurfaced, I'd be guessing, yeah? Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and now yeah. Donald Trump's niece says the president is dangerous and calls him to resign. She's a bitch. Jesus. She's a huge bitch. Um, yeah, I'd be, um, it, it, I, I, yeah, I think I'd, I'd, I'd definitely read that. But he's got, hang on, she's got children called Mary Ann Trump-Barry. Ah, is it his sister then, maybe? That is his sister. Right, so is she the one that said about him being emotionless because of dad? Is it, it could be. Yeah, it could, it could be. Yeah, it could be that. It could be. But I don't doubt it, mate. I, I think when you um, when you encounter, very rarely as you do, people who are of, of that kind of high society, it is very strange the way the parenting is done, you know, because they pay people to look after their kids, especially in those days as well. You know, like... Yeah. If, if, 60 years ago, definitely, you would have had like a like a nanny and stuff to, to make sure the children, you know, children were to be seen and not heard and all that kind of stuff. You yeah. Know, it was a, it's a very strange time. So I don't doubt it. It's probably going to fuck you up. You do see a lot though. When I went to Boston, I was ice skating one mm. day and there was like, this kid kept falling over. It must have been about seven. Mm. And there's an American father. I was like, get up, Tommy. Come on. It's, it's quite like that nation can be quite like that. Everyone's driven and they to do sometimes what isn't in their aspirations at any age. Get up, Tommy. Did Get up, you son of a bitch! Did um, because I got asked this once. Someone said, "Would I? What age would I train? Would I let my kids start training MMA?" Um, and I said seven. It's obviously up to them, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. like, what I, what I mean is, at seven, I think you can then really determine what you don't like and what you do like. Mm-hmm. So, if my son or daughter says, "Dad, I hate it," I, you know, that would be the end of it. 
that that literally yeah. would be the end of it. But I see some people putting boxing gloves on their kids at four and stuff. I don't have the answer. I'm not a parent. I could be wrong. I just it's just not again. It's not for me. I wouldn't put boxing gloves on my four year old. Seven yeah. seven I think is a good age. But um, if they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. You know. Yeah, it's exactly. Not, I think it's weird the way the parents can. Tiger mums, you know, push their fucking kids. Like, There's a lot of it going on now as well. But then there isn't as well, though. You've got, like, uh, is it Charlie Theron? Oh, God, yeah. Your daughter or your son? Three years old. Three. He says he's a girl. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is like, well, I'm like, okay, if yeah, fair enough to you say that because he's a kid. Um, but then forcing kids to do going into careers that they don't want to so you, you've got to applaud some parenting measures where it's like like you said putting gloves on a kid and uh forcing them into doing boxing and fucking jabbing their younger siblings yeah uh as opposed to someone identifying as a kid sorry i read today you're not allowed to say identifying either it's a microaggression is it i de- when you say do you identify as uh are they what so i can't ask anymore so you, you 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 can't use the word identify. Do you identify? You can't. It's a microaggression. You can't say. Is that what you identify as? Oh, so do I have to just wait for them to say? Because then, but what if I offend them before they tell me? That's a. That's Get your a, fucking pronouns right, mate. That's a minefield. And mm. the other thing with Charlie Theron, just quickly, three years old, right? And you know, and everyone's well, a, a minority on the internet are applauding her, saying what an incredible parent to bring your three-year-old up as a as a female, we don't let three-year-olds vote. Mm. Your brain isn't developed. Like, yeah. it, 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 at 16, fine. You have some, You have even a bit younger, maybe. It's I no don't life like, experience, and you're heavily influenced, aren't you? You know, and then if mum starts doing this, that's the person you look up to. And I don't know, I, mm-hmm. again, I'm not a sociologist. I'm not, a, you know, I've got no idea. But, you know, maybe it, maybe it is good for that person. I, yeah. you know, I, I personally wouldn't do it, but if Charlie's Theron's kid thinks it's been born in the wrong body at that young age, okay, who the fuck am I to say that that might not be true? Aye, that's what, I'll, that's what I've started thinking, actually. You know, who, uh, the, f- who the fuck am I? I'm nobody, so, you know, I, look, look, man, after all this pandemic and all this, and all the protests and everything, I think we just need, I'm going to sound so hippie-ish, we just need a bit more love and respect for each other in the world. I think it's just the simple premise of, like... Don't like. Don't worry about what people identify as. Exactly. I know it's a microaggression. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Um, like, d- d- it don't actually affect you, does it? It doesn't it at d- all. I don't. Sh- it makes no odds to you no. whatsoever. And when I think you're commenting on people's identities uh, to the point it pisses you off, you probably have an identity problem yourself. Mate, being in, I think everyone just wants. I think. The world's on fire, and everyone just wants to scream about something. Yeah. And some people choose the extreme left way of doing it, and the extreme right way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I think that is, and I think that that is their outlet. Mm-hmm. I think that is their way. They're frustrated. They're in jobs they don't like. They've got lives they're not particularly fond of, and I think they want to vent, and they choose a side, and then they just go to town with it. Mm-hmm. I, I could be completely wrong. I'm not a sociologist. The last thing, because <laughs> you are flacking. I am <laughs> sorry, guys. This is like, um, thanks, James, for picking this up. This has probably been terrible. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm fucked. This is what it'll be like for the next few weeks. So we're, we're gonna have to sort a guest out uh, for next episodes. That anyone, just get anyone, whoever in carbon, you you sit and chat to him, and I'll just go. <laughs> Fuck you know. Can I? All right, I tell you what. To like to like lighten things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so since I've calmed down a bit and since I've grown up and become an adult, a lot of my memories are coming back. Full known, a full grown goth. Just like, yeah, just from when I was a baby goth. They'd yeah. like, come on, right? And this, this story, I told it and people found it really funny. And I'm sorry now if people don't find it funny. So like... <laughs> We were in year eight geography and we had this, um, we had this like, we were all being too rowdy. So we had like a quiet lesson, you know, everyone's got to like, like, be quiet, you know, fingers on lips, all that. We're about 12 at this point. Yeah. And one of the poor lads, like, I forget the geography teacher, Mr. Adams said something about like, I don't know, like silt deposits on a riverbed. Right. And the kid next to me, he went, oh, wow, that's so interesting. So I picked up a ruler, whacked him on the hand and went, silence, where is the rebel base? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to fucking bollock him for that. (laughs) Silence. (laughs) I just went, silence, where is the rebel base? Where is the rebel base? (laughs) I don't know why. I was thinking, that's class. Mate, yeah, I got sent out for that. 100%. I got I got kicked out of school once. I'll try and wrap it up before I fall asleep. Sorry. Um, I, got, I got kicked out of a class. We, we, we young Cole, were you in the music class? Me, you. Was it a guy called Ollie, Ollie Poo? I say a guy called Ollie Poo. Jesus. Uh, Mrs. What was her name? Mrs. In year eight. She had a... What's that? Something Mrs. Pence. Something, something like Mr. Henry or something like that. I don't know. Um, and you all have them and we used to piss about something awful and I, I was quite a swatty squ- sk- uh, kid up until I started uh, squatty, a swatty skid oh nice I was a swatty kid up until like I started hanging out with him and, and Pookie and some of the rugby boys and my academics just went and then my social status went wee up <laughs> Funny so that. I was like, yeah, fuck, ner- fuck the nerds. I'm, I'm a cool kid now. Um, and I, you know, you'd all try and impress each other and they just used to fuck about something awful. And then she, I got stuck um, with, per- like, I was putting, the, there was these back rooms in the music class. Yeah. And I got kept getting like, sat in there with my mate Pookie because yeah. we just used to fuck about all the time. <laughs> and, um, you know, you had them pianos that were like, you press them and go, DJ, DJ, come on, come on. Well, I remember one day she was like shouting at um, uh, at Pookie, and I, I and she was like proper having a go at him, like Ollie, one more time. Yeah, first verbal warning, yellow card because you had yeah. these the yeah, card system, blue card, yeah, yeah, blue card. And then I, it went really silent, and he went, "Oh mess!" It just went really silent after she went on this massive like uh, speech about how she's had a gutsful uh, of everyone. And I went, press this button, and it went one more time. She went Schaefer. <laughs> Well, she goes, Schaefer, what, what? She goes, what, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, just learning mess. We left it there. It went, it went quiet again. It was really awkward. And like Pookie was red in the face laughing because I'd, I'd pressed this um, fucking stupid button. Yeah. And she goes, one more peep out of you, Schaefer, and you'll be out. You'll be suspended. And I was like, oh, she can't, she can't suspend me. Yeah. yeah. And I... Uh, <laughs> I just pressed it again, basically, and she got. We got kicked out the class, and that wasn't even the story I was going to go on to. We then uh, we were then moved into a guy called Mr. Marshall. Mr. Marshall, oh, yeah. we, we were stuck in his class, right? We all we all moved in within there, and I don't know what happened with it. I, th- I can't remember what had happened. It might have been the next year, and um, again, me and Pookie sat in the back classes, and you got these like you know like old office buildings, uh, the 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 ceiling tiles are like plywood. Mm-hmm. You could like put them through if you 
put a broom up there. Yeah, 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 I remember those, yeah. And they were like loads of xylophones. Basically, these back rooms that me and Pookie were put in and isolated in were just covered in instruments. Why does And we were in a really excitable mood because it's like, oh, it's music, it's music. That's the last lesson of the day is shit, everyone fucks around. <laughs> so me and Pookie are in the back like this. <laughs> and he used to tell us, Mr. Marshall, oh, like, you're you, you really good, you two, and we weren't. And um, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, everyone was like playing their piano. He's like, bing, bing, sir. And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, very good. And we're like that, locked away, and we're like fucking picking up xylophones and fucking hoofing them up into the roof, right? Um, we, we took the fucking charger out the size of those pianos, which are this big, fucking threw it up into the ceiling, like everything, maracas, right? Just laughing our heads off. And we're like, you can't hear us because the classroom's going nuts, right? <laughs> he comes back in, right? Yeah. And I mean, we were chucking chargers up there and they were basically going over and hooking up into the top of the roof, yeah. uh, top of the ceiling. And we were like fucking our laughing our heads off, thinking how many how many instruments can we get up there? And at this point, mate, we must have chucked in like half a ton of instruments <laughs> up there. The like ceiling was like this. And you could just see the edge you got of like, the piano. You've like basically put cranes music. Li- store, honestly, like. yeah. Li- honestly. And then he comes in like that and he's going, right. And we're like, oh he's oh fuck, he's caught us. And he went, Show us what you've been playing then. Show us what you've been doing. So we like played this incredible piece. It's like Mozart. We were like, oh. And he was like, I have to tell you, why is that? I was very good. I'm very <laughs> impressed with your work rate. In fact, and as he said that, the whole room went <laughs> like that. A fucking charger, fucking big electrical charger, smacked him on the dome, and he, he was like, and instead of him having it, he didn't like, he didn't have a clue. He yeah. just assumed that he put loads of instruments up there. So he like all oh, it like literally came down around us and all the instruments were just fucking smashing him on the head. I just never forget just being like this, looking at Pookie and absolutely crying with laughter that we'd chucked half a ton of instruments up in the music uh, ceiling and it come down and smashed Mr. Marshall on the head. It's like xylophone keys. Mate. Like he could have could have done him some damage. Mate, that we didn't. I didn't. That same uh, geography teacher, his name that I was telling you about, his name was Mr. Adams. Yeah. And then I came up with a song. So everyone called him Festa. Yeah. So then I, at 12 years old, being the sick, vindictive fuck that I was, came up with a song. I go, Festa, Festa, child molester. (laughs) (laughs) Why is is a teacher always a pedo? And he wasn't. The guy's guy's an upstanding member of society. And I was there, 12 years old, setting fire to shit and going, Festa, Festa, child molester. And I'll never forget, and I'll mention this, an honourable mention for young Cole. Um, (laughs) In chemistry class, we had uh, the Bunsen burners out. And we were asked to boil a certain solution uh, that was was fine, wasn't going to sort of fumigate the air and make you sick. Um, Cole, all of a sudden I looked over and there was this girl called Alison and she was like red in the face going, <laughs> choking. It was bleached, oh my gosh, she choked it? on like this, uh, lunch or something. I'm like, what's going on? And I went, I heard uh, Mr. Edwards, who was a chemistry teacher, I think it was, and he went, Cole, what are you doing, you idiot? And Cole's like, yeah, it's old and a Bunsen burner. He's burning sulfuric acid. <laughs> <laughs> which can kill you Mate. and he was like everyone get out and we had to like run into the fucking put it under that big ventilator thing <laughs> and Cole was just going he was literally just going this is a Bunsen burner I swear and he was going like that I was like I can't write it and he's going Cole you idiot and Alison was like fucking sulfuric acid it was sulfuric acid wasn't it 
And it like the air, it was in the air, and it was like obviously it's very yeah, fine. Course. It's like fucking she's choking on Jesus it, and I'm going. Christ. I wonder why my lungs whistle now at my age. <laughs> <laughs> and he's laughing his head off. Should we um, should we end on on a traditional fashion? What? Go on then. Shall we do a controversial statement? Well, you're just going to do it anyway. So, well, no, I like to get you. The last two haven't been controversial. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Make right. it sure it's controversial. Okay, I'm going to make sure it's controversial. Because the last two haven't been controversial. They're just you stating. And a, an opinion. Yeah, I know, but like, but the first one that I did was, you know, what was my, what was the first one I, I did? I can't remember, it was so controversial, I was blinded by all the hate that we received. Um, I'm kidding. Um, you, you just do you, man, you do you. Okay, alright, so I'm going to have to think of something. Um, <laughs> I think Stuart Lee is not a very good stand-up comedian. I really don't like him. There you go. I, d- I don't know who Stuart Lee is, but for anyone at home, people will do, they will not like it. I just scratched it for that. Thank you very much, Shape the Bates Podcast. Episode four. Stuart Lee is a terrible stand-up comedian. <laughs> I don't think. Please let me know in the comments. Um, also, before I go, Cole's now a director, apparently, of this. Uh, new Gordon Ramsay video out tries Tesco meal deals, so go and watch it. It's doing really, really well. Um both for, for just for everyone, it's doing well for all the sick kids in hospital, everyone who's just sick, and everyone who's sick and unwell. So there we go, a generalization. Thank you. See you. Thank you. Bye bye.